The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. MAC Cosmetics supports diversity, inclusion, and conscious beauty for all ages, all races, all genders. MAC Cosmetics Malta is proud to support these important conversations. Visit us at Tinye Street, Slima, and let us help you express your true self. Welcome to The She Word, conversations that women rarely have, but really should. In this show, I'm talking to three women who are really on top of their game right now. And their games are OCR, CrossFit, and running, because today's conversation is about women in sports. And I'm really excited to be joined by each one of you. Rosalie Borsch, one of Malta's finest athletes, a national champion, course record holder on races right across Malta, and also a mum, which we'll be coming to, to talk about in a little bit more detail later on, and an utter inspiration. So thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to share this uh, story all together with the other women in sports absolutely well last time i saw you i i'm pretty sure this is the last time i saw you i was screaming you across the finish line of one of the yes. marathons in malta and i was giving you every bit of enthusiasm that i could i was yes. like yes she's here. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute raisa camilleri who's one of women women in malta that are taking ocr by storm now ocr is relatively new and it's relatively new in Malta as well. It stands for Obstacle Course Racing. And you've just finished in second place at the High Rocks Vienna, which means that you've qualified for the World Championships of High Rocks. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, so High Rocks is a little bit different from OCR. It's like an evolution of it. Maybe it's kind of, people kind of say that it's a mix between CrossFit and OCR. Um, but yes, it's it's a new journey that we're on at the moment. And um, yeah, just one of those crazy things that comes from a side conversation, which uh, just to say, we are, let's try it out. And uh, so far, it's taking us to kind of really uh, fun route. So, well, congratulations yes, to you, you as well, because that's actually a recent event. And, and you're off, but you on your dialogue there, you said you're off to the, the world championships again. So we're going to be talking about that in a second, because I'm absolutely dumbfounded by this and Kelsey Spiteri who is one of the youngest guests I've ever interviewed but you are amazing and I'm really excited to have you here as well you're an inspirational young athlete leading the way on the CrossFit scene now I'm also new to CrossFit as well even the whole concept and you just mentioned it a second ago and we'll go into that in just a minute and let you have a a moment to explain what CrossFit is and what it isn't because I think there's a lot of assumption yes. of what it is and what it isn't. So I've introduced you, but I'm going to ask you to introduce yourselves a little bit more. Starting you, with you, Rosalie, what is it that you do? And surprisingly, just as we sat down at this table, you said you started in football. Yes, yes. It's up to nearly a year and a half ago, I was um, doing football. I, I played football all my life, um, 18 years, I think. Up to a year and a half ago? Yes, just before I did my first racing competition, I was a footballer. I coach football, I have uh, all the licenses, I have the highest license uh, um, for a female locally. Um, still have one license to go. Um, we'll do that once I finish my master's, which I'm sure it will come along the subject along the way. Um, but yes, I was into football. Um, and then as soon as um, I passed through a really turbulent time in my life, um, someone actually told me, 
um, where are all the trophies for all the training that we do because I was apart from football always a gym enthusiast and I used to run frequently but literally I used to run for being a better footballer really so I had just this little obsession that I wanted to complete 10 kilometers a day without a coach no training no nobody following a program nothing and um, I, I had this obsession and I started running 10 kilometers every day if I don't cover 10 kilometers in my game I make sure I check my data on my uh, on my watch and uh, if I see that in the game I did not manage to cover these 10 kilometers I would finish the game and uh, go and make sure that I get in my 10 kilometers. So that's how my running obsession really started. Um, up until June 2021, I never raced, I never competed. I uh, did not have any coach to, to guide me. And uh, when I was challenged with, with this question, somehow it really gave me that big boost. And I said, okay, I will compete then. I will actually start competing. And uh, COVID hit me in uh, September 2021 and it hit me really badly for an athlete um, I on the first day or so I thought I'll be okay after three days I got everything I needed at home to train as soon as I felt better but I did a whole two weeks um, in bed so much so that I had to still care for my children alone and I hired actually a bouncy castle inside my house <laughs> I swear I cleared, oh with you. I cleared the living room, put everything in, in a corner. I, I'm telling you, I rented out a bouncy castle. I was so unwell. when the kids really had... Their energy the, up high. I just put on the <laughs> bouncy castle, I'm telling planet. you. And I had my kids there on the bouncy castle exerting. Their energy was dead sick on my bed. Um, then about two weeks later, uh, my sister called me. Um, it's Maybe I started competing really because of my sister. She told me, listen, I'm doing the grid. She said, uh, would you join me? She said she, she tried to kind of get me back into my training routine. Um, and I said, uh, okay, uh, I'll join you. I told her, but no expectations. I'm not running in this race and I will just take it easy with you and I'm just going to enjoy it. No pressure, no nothing. And she said, my sister is an enthusiast. And she said, yes, we'll enjoy it. We'll have a really good time together in this race. <laughs> And and I was actually quite okay about it. And uh, we started the race um, of the grid, which is an OCR race. And um, when I started running and I started seeing the people around me, I said, mm, I'm not going to let her beat me. And mm, I'm not going to let her beat me. And I'm like, I started feeling empowered in this race. And I didn't know much about OCR because I wasn't too into the sport as yet. And I knew that there was a real good athlete um, called Zintra, who's my friend today, and I can say hello to her from here. And they told me she's the champion of um, of this uh, schismo, of this um, sport. And uh, when I sort of started running and I saw her amongst us, I said, I'll try if I manage to keep up. I started um, running and I got lost God knows how many times because the route is not marked it was my first time doing it and I, I was like, but why aren't there any markings on this trail? Why are, and I'm like, I'm asking people, where do I run? Where do I run? And nobody said a word back to me. I was like, okay, nobody's too friendly here. Nobody's speaking to me. But I didn't know how intense back then obstacle course racing was starting to become really. Anyways, from there, I went on to win this race. And when I finished the race, they were like, um, you just won. I'm like, it's true I, I just won I just won how how is this possible and from there um uh, sort of my journey in sport uh, it's not like I chose the sport it's like the sport then kind of chose me and from there I said ah, okay it's better if I start actually training now and uh, I started I, like <laughs> I always like that yeah I better start training I, I my uh, where I used to go to the gym um uh, it was a gym that we used to do OCR, yes, but I went there postnatal sort of to recover back from my my second child and sort of over there they used to tell me, how about you try and uh, get a little bit on the monkey bars and I was like, no, no, I don't like them, no, this is not for me. But anyway, by time, sort of I started doing a little bit of hanging and I started getting stronger, obviously, so that's why eventually I did the grid because my sister knew that I was training, but not... Um, with a schedule or I, I just used to enjoy it 
Um, my running, I continued um, properly. I actually then got a proper running coach who used to guide me, of course. And from there, sort of, I started exploring different things. I started running trails. Um, I started doing half marathons, but not with a particular training. You know, it's just, okay, let me try and do my first trail race. And when I finished my first trail race, um, back then it was, with COVID, it was with... Um, heats so when you finish the race yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. know you if you know. win or not so i was leaving and this um guy comes up to me he said listen don't leave he said because you are two seconds short from the best Maltese trail runner i was like oh okay i thought i was going to get a coffee and go home he said no and then uh, it turned out that i came third in this in this race so i said ah okay all right this is going well I, it yeah, was really. it was really not planned <laughs> um the day before actually we played this for this first trail race i did a trail race and in, in teams of three um a swimmer a cycler and uh yeah. and um and they needed an, a, a runner they asked me they were really good so i felt a lot of pressure to be honest um it was part of the um underworld games i think savage or savage league it was part of a competition for for savage league it's a crossfit competition mm -hmm. that they had to do as part of uh, their competition exactly but i wasn't part of the crossfit competition it was yeah. like separate kind of and on the day um uh, we placed third with this team and the, the my trail race alone was the following day so i applied literally when I saw that we came turned and I said, oh, okay, now I know the route. So tomorrow I should be okay to do it. And that's why I did it alone the following day. And when I placed third, I said, hmm, I think I like trails. I should actually start running on trails now. Um, then like a little bit after, maybe, I don't know, it must have been a month or so later, there was the half um, marathon trail in Gozo. I said, I told my coach, I told him, listen, I think I like trails. I thought I want to go for it. He told me there is a big difference between a six and a ten and going twenty-one on trails. I told him I don't have to win. I told him I, I will go and run. No, and I ended up winning this race as well. Anyway, from then onwards, I uh, started doing different trails. I started doing OCR um, properly. Let's put it that way. Um, I started doing road racing as well. And when I started doing road, um, I started road racing, it must have been December 2021. So my first road race was December 2021. I think I did a 5k there. And when I placed fourth, I said, oh, <laughs> I, I might actually be quite okay in running you know it's like I, I couldn't believe what was happening can I can I just stop you there for a second because I've I've always been a bit of a fan of yours but I'm having a big massive girl fan moment because that's <laughs> that is really inspirational because what you're talking about is just kind of falling into the right sport embracing it and then I'm assuming that you're also quite competitive Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I quite am. But I think people in sports, there is something in them that the Smart competition blood, part kind of drives you into the sport itself, that there is a drive towards it. We're going to come back to the rest of your story. But I I'm going to move quite, <laughs> It's quite a story, I tell you. I'm going to come across to you, Raisa, because you are OCR as well, and you were nodding your head an awful lot there. So I want to hear what your story is and how you got into OCR, because I'm going to just reiterate, OCR is quite recent, it's quite new. I, myself, probably did the same grid that you did. Uh, I've only done it once. I'm incredibly accident prone, so I I don't do OCR just so <laughs> that I don't die. But but how did you get into this? Because you are literally and and the high rocks obviously, which is a uh, slightly different. Yeah, you're a champion. You you're doing incredibly well. You're off to the world championship. So what's your story? It's funny um, because like from my end, I always um, I still don't see myself in any way as like some kind of pro athlete or whatever. So I still feel like I am fanning as well when I see kind of other professional athletes. Because to me, obviously, there is family that is first. I have my full time, which is second. Um, we coach and have our own kind of gym third. And then on the side, if there's any time, I do some training because it just helps me kind of for my mental sanity and just to keep it going over there. Um, 
So, yeah, so I have a little bit of a different story. I was always into dance, so I did a lot of uh, dance growing up. So um, uh -huh. I, uh, until the age of 23, I uh, I always danced. Um, jazz, hip hop, it was always my passion. So I, wow. I would never have thought that I would have in any way jump into some other kind of sport. Um, what happened is that uh, when I had my daughter, I was kind of forced to stop a little bit of obviously to kind of take a little bit of a break especially right after having my daughter I think like um, any mom can relate um, everyone goes through that time of like trying to understand again who you really are and where you're at in your life and who you are as a person outside of being a mom is what you're doing enough um, and all these questions um, just come down onto you and there's I think to me it was at that point in my life where I was like what am I doing with my life? Um, how am I going to kind of make sure that moving forward, I am a good example to my daughter? Am I living my kind of fullest life? Is there anything else I should be doing? So I just wanted to explore something different. So I had decided to stop dance at the time. Um, I actually know I actually went back to dance with my daughter. She was doing ballet and I kept kind of with company doing, doing my own dances. But uh, I think I was at that time when I said, I just need something new. I need that fire. I was always someone who can't sit still. And I just feel that when you get to a point where you feel like you're plateauing, so to speak, in, in life, it's, that's kind of a reason for you to say, what's next? Something else needs to be happening. So I had just started kind of uh, joining some fitness classes at the time. Um, uh, I'm very, very lucky that my now husband is one of the kind of persons who has always really pushed me so he was never the type of person to kind of pull me down he always like pull, pushes me up and if I have listen I want to go to a boxing class cool go for it amazing um, like I have it with Kay my daughter is Kay so, um, so we always had each other's back so I remember having that conversation saying I want to start something new um, and then one class a week started being two classes a week for an hour and two classes a week started being, oh my God, I'm so excited. It was just one hour a day. But to me, it meant um, as a mom and as a person that was working full time, it meant that I had that one hour, which just was for my, just for myself. Um, so I remember the feeling that that gave me. And then it all started really because when I was training at the time, they were um, a group of nine men, nine guys, who had said that they're going to sign up for a Spartan race in, in Barcelona. And they had asked me if I want to join. And I was like, as if I could never do it, like I'm not good enough, you know, it's just something that I do for fun. And then obviously I went home, I spoke to, to um, my uh, boyfriend at the time. Um, and he was like, of course you do it, like go. Like I, at the time, Kay was only like two maybe. So it was quite a big deal, you know, it wasn't something. Anyway, long story short, um, I ended up signing up for it. We trained together for it, we went abroad. Um, I think it was one of those moments where in no means that I win or anything. It was just a matter of completing it. But it was something that was those that goosebumps moment. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. coming down and saying, how did I pull this off? You know, I have a full time. I'm a mom. Um, I, I have everything else that's happening. And yes. here we are. So to me, it was a hassle. So I think that's where kind of the journey began, began for me. And to me, it's I'm the biggest kind of advocate of um, uh, finding time for yourself. It doesn't mean that you need to go pro. It doesn't need mean that if you're not like the first one, then you stop. It's just about doing something that sets you up, for, like sets you up. That <laughs> is a massive question we're going to come to in a second because yeah. time management and being able to invest in yourself is yes. essential to what each of you do. Yes. But before I move on to Kelsey, who's smiling and being very patient there, the high rocks is what? Just because yes. I'm I'm interested uh -huh. in defining the disciplines of what yes. you do. So what's the high rocks? Uh, so high rocks is actually much, much more newer than OCR because it only started in the last two years. Um, and the concept over there is that uh, uh, whereas uh, for OCR, there's a lot of technicalities where you need to obviously have certain technique for certain obstacles. High rocks is literally, um, uh, it's all about functional fitness. So there isn't anything which is technical. Obviously, again, you have um, people who are 65 plus doing it and finishing. So it's not about um, uh, how high you can jump or how fast. Every movement is a movement that everyone can do. And obviously then you have kind of the so like really push it for time um so yeah so hyrox is that so hyrox is the idea was that it is in fact it's called um uh, fitness racing so it's all about kind of how much you can push yourself into different maybe and machines it, and runs and all of that so yeah so when are the world championships 
That's in May. Yes. So yes. <gasps> That's so not that far away. I know. I know. That's I'm actually so going to Barcelona again next week because there's another race over there. Um, so yes. Yeah, so then yes, in May we have um, the championships, which is very exciting. I'm so thrilled for you. <laughs> You've you, pair of you ladies have just opened up so many questions. But uh, first of all, massive kudos to you guys because you've managed to achieve all of this whilst working and being a parent and having a whole bunch of other things in your life. And I really want to get to the crux of that in a moment. But before we go there, Kelsey. Mm. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Very well. Thank Good. you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. And fundamentally, one of the reasons I'm so glad that you're here is what is CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question. A lot of people ask. They so... do. It's not just me. Yes. CrossFit is a sport where a lot of sport gets into it. So we run, we do swimming sometimes, mainly weightlifting. We do gymnastics movements. Yes. Basically, you have to be jack of all trades in, in CrossFit. Oh, wow. It's a mixture of different elements in one competition. So normally, it's a weekend competition starting on Friday, for example. And you get tested on endurance. So they test you with a run and a swim together. And then on Saturday, you're tested for your strength. So we have a max lift. It's either a clean and jerk or a snatch or a mixture of both. And they, they basically, the organizers of competitions, they test you how good you are in each element of CrossFit. A lot of people think that CrossFit is very dangerous, that you're going to get hurt if you're going to do it. It is dangerous, but if you have the right coach, you have the right guides, guideline, you won't get injured because it's a sport where from basically a squat, a simple squat, you can maximize your squat with 100 kilos on your back. But if you have the right coach or the right environment you're in, you won't get injured. And it's for everyone, not just for adults I mean I'm 18 myself I started CrossFit when I was 15 and then everyone was in awe oh my god you're 15 you're gonna get hurt you're gonna remain short that was the what <laughs> why would anyone think CrossFit makes you short <laughs> because you lift heavy weights I don't even know <laughs> don't know if it's a myth or not I don't know I'm I mean I'm short but I don't know if it's CrossFit or not <laughs> I'm not blaming the weight for that <laughs> no no and even as they said even 60 year olds and plus um, compete in CrossFit. Of course, we compete in different categories. I don't compete against a 60-year-old, but it's for everyone. So, but so, okay. So go back one. So we want, we understand what it is, and it's it's okay. it's a when you compete, it's over a number of days and combining these different disciplines together, exactly. which means that you actually have to work at and be good at a lot of things. Exactly. You have to make you have to make the time for everything. Um, sometimes you have to go for a run, sometimes I go for a swim, sometimes you have to, sometimes we even have a run with obstacles in them, which would be very new for us. Sometimes we reach out to athletes, can you tell me a trip on how to do this obstacle or something? So we have to make you find the time for every element. And what made you choose it? Because you just said you, you're 18 years old, you've been doing it since you're 15. Yes. You are taking the sport by storm, right? Well, I haven't always been into sports. My mom put me in gymnastics when I was three years old. So hats off to my mom for putting me into sports. Um, I have... You were actually a really good gymnast. Yes, I was a national athlete as well in gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosalie was my teacher, actually. She was oh, my free teacher. Oh, you have to say that, don't you? Oh, my word. <laughs> I used to love her lessons. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of love fun. in the room. I love it, I love it. But apart from that, so then what did you... what? made you choose CrossFit what was it about CrossFit that you said I want to do that yeah so it looked um very tempting because it was very hardcore I always if I'm doing something I do it very seriously so I was like in gymnastics and I was getting a bit bored of gymnastics and I was like I'm always doing the same movements in gymnastics for apparatus what sport gives me that thrill of giving of doing everything I was like hmm CrossFit seems nice and um, my mom used to take me to these classes and then I was getting into it. My gymnastics really, really helped. So most of the gymnastics movements and CrossFit, I used to do them already. So, and then I started with my coach. Am I saying hello right now to Roderick? 
Um, and he guided me very, very well. And here I am today. Hopefully, good for the future to go, keep on going. So, you've obviously put a lot of work in there. You talked about the fact that you you might have to run, you might have to swim. You you've obviously got the gymnastics background. Thanks to Rosaline over there. No, 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 no. I wasn't her gymnastics coach. No. Oh, it was you... my PE teacher oh, in school. Okay, so <laughs> still thanks over there to Rosaline. <laughs> but before I ask these ladies, I'm going to ask you first, because that must take an awful lot of commitment. And you're at an age, you're 18, and you're at an age where, with all due respect, a lot of 18-year-olds are going out and enjoying life, you know, having a drink, getting you know getting to know boys and or girls or whatever they're doing but I'm assuming to be at the level that you're at requires dedication training and and saying no to your friends <laughs> so what's that like I mean you, is that something that you can do forever what, what's it like what happens when you turn around to your friends and your friends are like ah we're gonna go down to Parcherfield we're gonna go and have a, a, you know go to a party or whatever and you're like damn I can't go because I've got training the next exactly. day or I've got a competition well um yes I do say a lot of no's but I keep in mind my goal so my goal says that I want to be at this level in CrossFit it's more worth it to stay at home and sleep early than to go and party and drink. I'm not saying I never went. I believe in balance in life. So if I don't have a competition very soon, um, I might go on a Saturday, enjoy a drink or two, but get home earlier and rest on Sunday for so that on Monday I'm ready for my training. Um, it isn't too difficult if you have a goal in your mind. But if you don't have a goal, it's easy to say yes. Yeah. So what, what what level of training are we talking about here? What, what What's the requirement? How much training does your discipline take? Well, um, the more you train, the better, of course, in every sport. Um, I train five times a week. Um, two times, I twice a week, I train twice a day um, so that I can get every aspect of sport that I talked about. Um, and this isn't about the time. Sometimes my session takes two and a half, three hours long. But you get tired, so you need your rest. You need a good meal after. And apart from that, I still study. So I need to find the time to go and home and study for my exams. And yeah. Kudos and respect to you. Thank you. Now, you mentioned goals, and we're going to talk about goals in a moment. But before we get there, I'm still wanting to explore this idea of time and making time and finding time. And I'm going to come to you first, Razor, because mm -hmm. you have a full-time job and you have a family. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, I'm discovering through this show, is a massive commitment. So on top of that, you're also training as well. And you're also going to the World Championships. And next weekend, you're going to Barcelona. How? How? Because I think this is the question that most people will be asking themselves. You know, how do you fit that in? How do you make time for that? Yeah, I think like a big, big thing is um, finding a way. I mean, it's uh, it's one of the main uh, goals and mantras that we have at work and I really carry it home and it's always been part of me as a character in general. I think you need to be that kind of person to say, if I want to do it, you're going to find a way. If it's not important to you, you're going to find an excuse. I know it's cliche, but it's, it's something which is um, very true, I feel. Um, it's not easy. And I'm not trying to uh, sit here and say that, oh my God, everything is amazing and it's all fun because we're going to the championships it's really not the case it means waking up early when it's um, raining and cold outside I'm sure the girls can relate it means sometimes if my daughter is unwell or I don't know there is um, something that's um, uh, very important at work which needs uh, maybe some extra attention or th that's life it's part of it so you can always find an excuse to stop and not show up um, but one of the things that I do to make sure that um, uh, I keep myself in check is sign myself up to something which clearly I'm not um, in a position to do <laughs> so that then I get that kind of oh my <laughs> god like literally I can't skip a session like I just have to show up I owe it to myself to just really do my best um, so to me it always worked it worked 
I think almost eight years ago when I went to the first Spartan race, which I mentioned, um, it had really given me that drive of saying, listen, if my daughter is asleep and maybe, I don't know, um, my husband is at work or studying or whatever, I have a free hour um, rather than sitting down and watching an episode, which for me didn't give me any fire. I am at home doing a bodyweight workout or whatever it is. So I think it's really about that. I think it's really about knowing what is um, uh, uh, something which is important to you and just finding a way to go around it. And, and people who say that I just don't have time, I think it's you always have time. That's an excuse. Um, it's it, exactly it's listen I understand that not everyone is in the same boat I am very very blessed to have um, uh, my husband my family my sister my parents um, his parents who really helped out so I am I, I obviously understand that a big part of it is kind of the circle that you have um, uh, and that is obviously or at least 50% of it is there there is no way I could be traveling and doing all of that if you don't have support. So I understand that everyone has to obviously say, see where they're at and, and their uh, situation. And what's the, the commitment time-wise, week on week? Yes. So I personally train every day. Um, and also in the, so at the moment we're training in the morning um, and evenings I um, coach. So we, we coach OCR, fitness and all of that. So it's it's a long day because I leave very early in the morning at um, six. My daughter at six ish. My daughter leaves for for school. I go straight to training. I go straight to then the office, which is um, a nine to six. And then we go on to coaching or sometimes we join the class as well. And then I'm home uh, realistically, not never before 8 p.m. And then there's the cooking, there's the mm. being a little bit uh, with them or uh, so, so it's it's heavy. It's heavy. But to me. Um, I like the fact that my life is full. So to me, I see it as like a positive thing. I don't see it as this constant um, uh, hamster on a wheel. Oh my God. Like, so I don't complain because I know that everything that I have is there because I wanted to. And at any point, I can decide to quit my job or I can decide to stop training or I can decide to leave if I want to. So that is a big part of it. <laughs> I'm going to pose that question to you just in one second, Rosalie, because obviously you have a lot of training as well but before I do that I just want to ask you one question do you ever get criticized because you you have a family mm -hmm. and you have to make that commitment you train every day and you teach every day you work all day but you also have kids do yes. you ever get that I love kind of this question because at you going you know really you should be at home with the family yeah well yes um, but honestly I am uh, the type of person who really really pushes especially um, I had my daughter when I was young so now all my close friends are at that age now and they're having kids now so I'm always the one that they're kind of going to and saying how do you do it like how do you manage to that is my life gonna be ruined like how what can I do to make sure that so my advice always because it was the advice which I craved that someone gave me at the time but unfortunately it wasn't something something that was kind of um, instilled in me through kind of maybe the friends at the time or whatever, is that it, you are not selfish for wanting to have a career or to have a one hour walk or something that I always say doesn't have to be um, something which you're doing at a um, massive intensity. It could be going out of the house for 20 minutes for a walk. It could be playing freaking chess. It could be um, anything that you want. That's not selfishness as a, as a mother or as a parent. It's actually be a better parent. Exactly. That's what I think. Yes, it makes yes, me yes, a better yes. mom, for, for sure. sure. It, it helps me to, to balance things out. My stress, other than... I don't know, the kids, you know, kids are kids. They will frustrate you at times and rather than just bursting, shouting, you know, yeah. so sometimes you are just calmer just because, you know, you've had, yes. you fit in your run today. Yeah. If you, if they come from school, they're chaos and you, I haven't ran. You know, I feel that I am much more edgy. Um, I scold them more, you know, so <laughs> like sport really calms you down. And actually my kids themselves, if I don't run, they will notice. My eldest will tell me, grab your shoes and run yes you know, <laughs> there was a time the house is what they that's what it means you know because me, you're picking on me yeah. when i'm when i haven't trained yet so for sure i, I yes. can relate to what but also i think there's an element of let's say i said before as well that i'm very very much aware that it's also about the circle and kind of where you're at 
um, I'm very blessed that, for example, my full time we work hybrid. So um, what I didn't say is that every day, like at half one, I leave from the office and continue from home. So when Kay comes from school, I'm there. She eats, she, she does her homework, or I'm still taking some calls and all of that. And then in the evening, if I'm coaching or training, I'm always creative in a way that she either she can choose to either come with mommy um, and she's there doing her gymnastics on the side and she's larger than life. She loves people. So she always, at least most of the time, chooses to come with us. And like she's like a little bit of a mascot with us all. And she just loves it. So it's a win-win. And it's also one hour of her to be active as well. Um, and sometimes she doesn't feel like sometimes she just wants to chill with daddy. So I think it's about finding creative ways. And also to me, which is something very, very important. And in reply to what your initial question was is, um, I would like to um, think that um, my daughter looks up to me as someone who has a dream and follows it and not just someone who is um, her life is on the side just because the daughter comes first to me it, it, it's always I find that it's always inspiring to show the way and to kind of be a model without sitting the, your daughter or son down and <laughs> you said Kelsey you said before that your mum had been the one that had encouraged you yes. to get involved in sports so you also had um, a parent who exactly. was pointing you in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. If it wasn't up to her, I wouldn't have started. I mean, I, I was three. I didn't have any decision. I didn't have... <laughs> you had no choice. I had to. But when I started to grow up, I, I meet myself. I said, thanks, mom. I really like this sport. So she was always into fitness. She still is. She just had a baby. I'm a big sister now after 18 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she's wow. seven months today. So oh, how lovely. So she's back into fitness. She's back herself. So yeah, I have a, nice. a mommy that these modern. two women are mentioning. I love this. I love the fact that, the, that you guys, Kelsey, is... is Identifying you I'm guys seeing as my mom in these. Yes. Oh my yes, gosh! Yes. I'm cry. Oh my <laughs> Actually, I suppose if you're sitting on the other side yeah, of the table, yeah. that's not so much of a compliment because you're inferring that these ladies are older. Yeah, but sorry. <laughs> but not sorry. I have a 14-year-old daughter, so only uh, slightly younger than Kelsey. Wow! Because I like Raisa. There are so many um, connections here. I, I like Raisa. I'm a young mom as well. At 19, I had my my eldest son, and I have a six-year-old as well. So there is an eight-year gap as well so there are so many common things on the table well, okay so so look the same question to you because each of you have different circumstances you've just mentioned you have kids and one of them is a 14 year old daughter who i'm assuming 14 year old son son <laughs> son oops sorry um i'm assuming requires attention craves attention wants attention so yes. how do you fit? You just said that, you know, you, it, you they notice if you haven't been running and they'll kick you out of the house because obviously <laughs> it's good for you. But to be able to achieve the goals and the level that you're at, that's a lot of training. Uh, yes, yes. Um, up to last year, I didn't have the privilege of being a part-time athlete. Up to last year, I was um, a regular PE teacher, so I had normal um, uh, teaching hours. Um, but um, I had started identifying myself as a multi-sport athlete. So I started doing running um, um, a little bit of CrossFit as well on the side, um, just for general maintenance, trail running. And um, what did I miss? Oops. OCR. <laughs> the OCR? I, I don't know. So. <laughs> um, and I started doing track races as well. Um, back up until last year, so up until the last scholastic year, my day used to start at half past three in the morning to make sure I fit in all the training and by quarter to four I used to be on the streets everybody my my parents used to be very concerned about this to be honest because they were like you're at sorry 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 go back one what time yeah quarter to four every single day you can say was my actual running training time because um then I used to need to be home by half past five by the time my children get up so that I prefer their breakfast and prepare them to go to school um and by the time they're all at school I used to go into the gym um, I am very blessed because I work at a, the National Sports School, so there isn't a better work environment to work in for someone like me. Um, where at my own work, um, I had the gym where I had all the equipment I needed to fit in my training, so I didn't even really need to go elsewhere apart from at work. I used to get to work one hour before everyone fit in my training over there and uh, then be at work. Um, my day used to be till two o'clock. 
Um, both my children are athletes. My youngest is a gymnast and my eldest is a goalkeeper. So their training schedule is very busy as well. So in the afternoons, I knew that I was going to be a taxi driver, running them here, driving them yeah. here and everywhere to fit, to fit in my training in between theirs. And when I used to drop off one, um, I have my family as well, once again, who are very supportive. Um, uh, so sort of I used to train then when the, when the children are training. So then when the kids are at home, I am at home with them as well. Because then there's the homework and there's the house which needs attention as well. Yeah. Um, like I said, I am at university as well. I'm in my final year. I'm trying to get my master's degree. So that takes its toll as well. So then um, after I train in the afternoon, like you generally it's a two to three training session per day. You're um, exhausted. You're exhausted, yet you have to open I'm the exhausted laptop. just listening yes. to it. But I think there's a big point on what we're saying there that uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to um, parenting and being um, a parent and an athlete at the same time, to me, without ever telling my daughter anything, um, she it's instilled in her this That's idea it. of um, resilience and showing up and doing the hard things and understanding that a shiny reward, if it's a trophy or whatever it may be, there is a lot of work that needs to go into it. I completely agree with this because I used to see my mom running from work to driving me to my gymnastics lessons to getting in her fitness classes. So it's instilled in me, as you said, that it's okay to have a busy life, that you wake up really early and get home at eight in the night. So it's like completely normal for me. Whereas, for example, my grandma is like, you're crazy, you and your mom, you're not normal. <laughs> but we're like, it's it's very normal for us, so... yeah. I mean, even my sister and my brother, who back then used to look at me and say, you're crazy for doing all this running, waking up early. But now my brother is a triathlete, and he, he's into triathlon, and my sister does long-distance running as well. So whereas before he used to tell me... Um, why do you do it? Well, how, why do you run so much? They are now doing it as well. And my parents, it took them a while to understand why I do it and why I love it so much. But then sort of, they kind of need the results to, to, to see, to understand better what it means to me. And uh, I mean, I'm just going to interject because I'm, I'm probably more close to you, Kelsey, because I'm not a parent. And, and so if I want to get up at five in the morning and I want to go running and I want to do something... I'm kind of, I'm more with you, you know, I don't have that much responsibility, quite frankly, but I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by, by the pair of you ladies. I really absolutely have so much respect because of the commitment that you have. So kudos to you, but I want to pick up on something that, that all of you have said, but I think you raise a really defined this. You talked about goals mm -hmm. and you talked about the fact that you won't get up and do it unless there's a goal. And I, I myself, I'm exactly the same. I yes. do long distance running and I will not get up and do it mm -hmm. if there's not a goal. And if I'm not starting to panic because yes. I'm like, oh crap, it's coming up really yes. soon. You know yes. what I'm saying? Is that a question for, mm -hmm. for each of you? And I'm going to start with you, Kelsey, because you're on my side right here. <laughs> um, but is that, are you goal oriented? And if you're goal oriented, what would be the biggest goal? So, yes, I am goal-oriented. Um, the bigger, the biggest goal is I make it to the CrossFit Games. This is like the biggest competition that you can get in CrossFit. Um, it's based in America. Um, but apart from having this goal, this is my big goal. You have to have these small goals, the realistic ones. For example, in two months I have a competition. I want to do this in this competition for example I want to have a PR in my weightlifting section like in my clean and jerk um so yeah the small goals really make up to the big one but again you have to have that discipline in yourself that even if you don't have competition in two three months time but it's in next December you still have to show up for your training session because on the long run it's gonna make a big difference if you don't show up once, it will become a habit of not showing up every Monday because you're tired after the weekend or on Friday because you're ready for the weekend. So you have to be really, really disciplined, even if you don't feel like I have to go. We'll see. And once you go to the gym, I don't know if you agree exactly. or to your run, it's okay then. But just grabbing your clothes and your, your shoes yeah. and going... That's just the big part. Okay, before we come to goals with this lady, I, I want to come to that because you've just mentioned you. You know there is that feeling when you when you, I'm sure you relate 
when you're just like, oh, do I have to go today? I really don't want to go today. It would be so much easier not to go today. Especially early in the morning. Yes, <laughs> I'm a morning But then, I mean, I'm a morning person, but sometimes I don't want to go out. <laughs> but you get up and you go out and you do it and then you're just glad that you did exactly. it. Exactly, I have that satisfaction that, okay, I'm proud of myself for coming and doing this session, so... But I think a lot of us who just run, you know, or do whatever we do or, or even aren't involved in sports, we might look at someone like you who is, in fairness, you're 18, you're full of life, you've big smiles and all this sort of thing and say to themselves, well, I'm pretty sure Kelsey never wants to stay in bed. She mm. just wants to get up and do that. <laughs> That's not realistic. Oh, really? No. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I most of the time I want to go to the gym. I have the surge to go to the gym and train and be, and get better basically but we're all human after all so sometimes you just don't get that feeling of pushing I mean in CrossFit we really push ourselves I'm most of the time sick because I really push myself and my immune system gets lowered but this just I got used to it now um but we really push ourselves so it's not really that every day you want to push yourself to your 110 percent so it again comes from a matter of fact of knowing yourself and maybe today, okay, I'm not feeling really well, so I push a bit less and push more. But what is that statement that you say to yourself? What is that when you're when you're in bed and you know you've got to go for a run and you don't feel like it and it's raining outside and it just looks a bit crap and it's a bit windy? What do you say? What's that one thing you say to yourself that gets you out of bed? I want to make the CrossFit game. <laughs> That's, that's your the goal. goal. That's, that's your goal. goal. That's your goal. So, and like, even if there's small goals along the way, you'll keep telling that's yourself that's the big that. goal. Exactly. <laughs> For you, Razor, what's yeah. the, what's you goal oriented? Yes, but I think in general, to be honest, why I would um, uh, say definitely I'm gonna go because honestly, it's because I can because I understand that at any point. I'm hyper aware that at any point certain things can change. So health-wise, it can change. Um, uh, things maybe at work could change. Maybe things at home could change. So I am I am very aware of like the blessings that I have. The fact that I I actually can, if I want to, wake up at six and go for a session. So I feel like I would be wasting it to sleep in. So today I can. So why am I not gonna go again? For me, it's training. For someone else, it could be meeting a friend. It could be what whatever it is so again it doesn't always need to be that you have to go out for an hour and you go hard and I think something that's very very important is to understand that at the end of the day it's a process so um, highs and lows um, you get your days when you feel on top of the world you have the best session you're like oh my god I'm killing it and then in the evening there's another session and you're like what who am I fooling <laughs> like I should just like retire like what am I doing okay, over do, but here do you, I think that's oh, that's important yes. because oh I think god, for, so for people much. who are not at your level yes you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh man, alive, I'm and never going to get there. Mm -hmm. But I think that is like everything. I think it's also like motherhood in general. Like you look at the kind of these shiny mummies who do it all right. And you like at the time when I was a new mom, totally clueless, had no idea what I'm doing. Remember looking at them and saying, how do they have it all together? And somehow instead of being more inspired, I just felt yes. like I'm I'm shrinking much more. So it's the same applies to um, uh, athletes as well. Obviously, we all look at Insta of other athletes in the same sport they say oh my god they're always like uh, killing it they always look good they're always smiling they're always um, uh, full of energy like who am I kidding like uh, so yes we all go through it 100% and if there's anyone that tells you they don't, that they don't go through it like don't trust them <laughs> they're <laughs> <For sure>. lying <laughs> no way as, in, as if we're all human regardless if you're male female regardless of age there's always things and doubts at the back of your mind so I think um, for anyone that is looking to start something I think it's just you do you whatever it is um, so even for you if your goal is just trying to move a little bit because you're all the time at home or, or maybe you're all the time at the office just set your goal and again it doesn't need to be going to an, some kind of Olympics it, your goal could be to give one hour of um, movement to yourself just do it and I think that is it having the bigger goal and then breaking it down and then just saying, I promise this to myself. You can't attach it to an external person and say, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it for him or I'm going to do it for my kids. Or I'm no, because that is not enough. You have to because, do it for because, yourself. Because it's 3.30 3 in the morning or quarter four in the morning. 
doing it for someone else is not enough to get so you out of bed. Coming coming to you, Rosalie, you three thirty in the morning. What is? I'm going to come back and ask you the same question. When when it's raining outside and it looks utterly crap, <laughs> and 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 you know it would be really good to, to stay, stay in, in bed. bed, and you must have that conversation with yourself sometimes where you're like, okay, no, well, you know, I can. For instance, I know that if I negotiate with myself that I'm going to not run in the morning, but I'll run in the evening, you know Perhaps. I'm not going to run in the evening. Yes. You know you're lying to yourself. So what is that sentence that you have to with yourself that gets you out at that extraordinary hour in the morning? I think that the fact that I know how good it makes me feel after, to be honest, is what really gets me out. Because if I don't, like you said, I would plan to do it in the afternoon, especially if it's an intense training session. There is no way I will do it in the afternoon. I'm exhausted after the whole day at work, my children. So for sure, that won't be the case. So the fact that I know that I won't do it in the afternoon is definitely one of the good reasons to do it and sort it out in the morning. So it's out of the way. And I know that I'm going to be so much at ease after. Things just come so much better they feel much better and lighter during the day that it it for sure makes me um get up and get it over and done with apart from that um knowing when you have the targets there they are there to reach them you know how hard you need to work so i just know i my targets are very clear i know what i need to do to to get close to them or and eventually reach them so those really those little goals motivate me for sure i know that this is the session that i need to to do today to get me closer to my goal so in the morning to be honest i don't really struggle to it, i never used to struggle before now now i i train at much more decent time because thank god um the way things worked out for me between last year and this year it's because i kept the goals in my mind all the time and thankfully I managed to achieve them today um, I am lucky to say that I am a part-time athlete where I get to train during work hours but if I didn't do that extra effort last year where everybody was thinking but why do you do it why do you train so much but this is crazy you're going to burn yourself out you can do this you can do you know if I hadn't kept my principles to my to my goals which were very clear in my mind obviously I was well guided by my coaches um, obviously I had coaches who knew where I can get to and they knew that if I stay on plan, on done target, I should I should manage to reach those goals. So I trusted their plan. I said, if this is really what I need to do so that next year I can live this luxurious life, um, because for me, living the way I am living this year, I, I call myself lucky. Um, it, it used to push me so much that today I am actually living what I never thought I could do, live the life of, of, a, of an athlete. Um, obviously, I acquired this at 34 when in the past I used to discuss this with my ex-partner, whatever. And I used to say, oh, I wish one day I could just not work and just train, you know. And honestly, the first thing that people, whoever it may have been, used to say as if you can earn a living, you know, from this. And at the back of my mind, I had sort of accepted that, no, this is, you know, okay. impossible. You, you, you set into that you kind of I am a PE teacher. I am happy as a PE teacher. I was always happy doing my job, you know, so it wasn't that much of a big deal. But pursuing your dream, as a, at your childhood dream, and I, which I managed to do at 34 for me, with two children and studying at university, for me, is, now it feels like a more bigger accomplishment kind of thing, of you know. And Listen, I... I we could sit here forever because there's <laughs> such a feel-good feeling around this table. And it's a realistic feel-good feeling because I'm looking at three very, very powerful, dedicated women, but who have faced very real challenges, whether it be you know, giving up your social life and giving up whatever you need to do, whether it be giving up time that you would be spending with family and kids and, and for yourself. You know, you just said, you said that you wanted to do this. You never dreamt that it was a possibility, but now you're living the dream. So we could sit here and talk for ages, but unfortunately <laughs> we can't. And we have, are going to come to the end. And as we come to the end, I just want to, you've already raised that you've really motivated people by saying, just start with something, just set that goal, just set a goal. And I think 
I think for me, you know, I had to do something public. I had to sign up for a half marathon when I was decided I was yes. going to run. I had to do something that you couldn't get out of mm -hmm. and that That's people it. were going to see that you were going to yeah, do yeah. it. Setting yourself up for that success. So even if it's little, like for me, what works is, for example, visual cues. For before I sleep, I have to have my training gear set out. If it's not set out, then it's one more <laughs> excuse in the morning. Yeah, so 100%, so I know how I am. Yeah, yeah. If I say, oh, yeah, now I'll sign up for that race so I'll do it later if I don't just sign up then I know that I'm just kidding myself because I'm just trying to get an excuse for it to be sold out to have an excuse to say <laughs> okay I'm just gonna skip this one and I'll start this intensive kind of cycle as of two weeks other than this way so it's about really knowing yourself and really knowing what you need to do to kind of be in a place where you like I said are successful because you're there because you've done all the, the hard work really so yes to wrap up because you've been so inspiring, each one of you. But to wrap up, I really want to get to the crux of what this gives you. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start with you, Kelsey. We're going to come this way around the table. I'm going to ask you to tell me what does your sport and your dedication to your sport, what does it give to you in life? Um, I think CrossFit really gives me that drive that if you have an obstacle, I mean, for example... Um, life can get really tough at times. I mean, I'm still young. I'm 18, so people might know what is tough at an 18 years old. I mean, but life is tough sometimes. So CrossFit, so you push yourself at a limit. That in life it gives you this, this character that even if it gets difficult, you have to push, and you push through. And yeah, it gives me this feeling, this urge that you have to do it. Even if, it's, even if it's at the back of your mind and some people say, no, you're crazy. Don't do that. Don't do this. I get a lot of, you're still young. Don't do this. You're going to get yourself hurt. Mm -hmm. But these people are the people that really motivate me even more. So the more I, I listen to no's, 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 I, hear, I listen to it. Yes, yes, yes. So... <laughs> that determination is incredible. They would be the people that would always find an excuse not to do anything. Exactly. So for her, in their eyes, for for them, she's too young. So that's the, the, excuse. the excuse for them. Now they are too old, for, exactly. possibly, to, to start doing it. So let's stay with you, Rosalie. I want a sentence of what your sports commitment brings to you. What does it give to you? Um... I think it gives me so much joy. Um, it's not it's not about the winning, not at all. Um, when I first started doing the sport, whatever sport, um, like I said, I'm a multi-sport athlete. I, I didn't plan to win, but um, things just happened like that. But I only started doing it because it gave me so much enjoyment, so much that good feeling after that it, it, it kind of got addicting. It, it's so addicting, you know, that the fact that you you challenge yourself against yourself. You know that today you managed a five-kilometer run in uh, in this tempo and in this pace and uh, with this heart rate and know the things after um, a couple of runs, they just get, keep getting better and better. So much so that you want to keep on going, to keep on seeing improvement. So really, um, uh, my advice to, to anyone who is hearing this would be um, to, to never give up and, and don't say I'm going to start really from a low level. Um, we were all there. We've been it's, there, all of us. We've all been there, and we've all built ourselves up to 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 the top uh, as we are at the, at the moment. But we've all been there. We've had our struggles. We've cried. We've had happy moments. How are you saying? We've we've had happy moments. We've had moments where like, oh my god, what did I do today? It was a real mess today, and I couldn't keep myself together during training. But then you pick yourself up again. So it gives you that determination once again. Um, uh, you kind of when you self reflect. You uh, you say ah yes maybe today wasn't that great but I know what I did Let's yesterday and I know better. yesterday was a good day so it doesn't mean that one bad training session is going to put me off so you self reflect and you pick yourself up um, uh, the day after and you go try again and that was a fantastic up. one sentence well done <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm a teacher I you know it. that I, I will it. never stop talking. <laughs> I love it. I remember when we used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to hand over to you, Razor. What does it give you? Yeah. I think to me, the fact that I train so early in the morning before kind of when everyone's sleeping and like before my day, everyone's day 
starts. To me, by the time I get to the office, I would have already kind of sorted my daughter off to school. I would have gone to that training session. I would have showed up even if I didn't feel like I would have just done the hard things, just being there and going through it. Maybe the results are good today. Maybe they're not so great, whatever. It's irrelevant. But you did your 100% of what you could at that point. So then the day is just starting. So honestly, what could go worse? Like the worst case scenario, there's a really bad client meeting or a really bad <laughs> feedback. You know what? I've already did my hard thing of the day. Like not so to me, it just helps me kind of really keep grounded and really um, I'm not phased by a lot nowadays. You know, it's just I understand that I, I'm not someone who gets uh, in general, I'm a very relaxed person, but it, more and more with sports, I think I've learned that you need to, um, there's a lot of ups and downs, but it's just the consistency is just the thread along the line. So yes, what sport gives to me is that, is that keeping me grounded, keeping me kind of going towards my North Star, whatever it is, and, and people change. And maybe at the moment I want to go hard, but I'm sure that maybe in a few years, I want to maybe either change sport or change direction or pick up the pace or slow down the pace and that's important for you to really kind of self-assess and whatever wherever you're at at the moment it's very important for you to just do whatever it is that you feel that your gut tells you and if you feel that you could be giving more in life and anything then just show up and do it just find a way find the right people find the the, the right um, social circle that can put you in the right um, uh, mindset to do it and I think something of what you said before in the very very beginning is like you said what do you do when your friends are really pushing you to go out and drink the truth is i am not in that situation anymore because by time i've learned that the people that are closest to me are the ones that really understand what makes me happy so no one's going to push me or get offended because i'm not going to go out and drink because they understand that to me uh, what is most valuable is um, going i don't know training in the morning whatever so if anything join me and we'll do something there so I think there's a lot of the, the, this. Yes, that my you, friends you know. now are just used to that. Yes. <laughs> but of course, I have my school friends. So my school friends don't, not all of them train like I do. So yeah, but my my buddies at the gym, they all understand. And they're just like me. So yeah. you said something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this back to you as the closing statement for this show. And I want to say thank you so much to you ladies. I can tell you we haven't done any of the questions that were on the, <laughs> on the script here. It's been incredibly inspiring. But you just said something. You said show up and do it. Yeah. Cheers to show up and do it. Mm -hmm. Well done to you ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>